0: From the School of Education at the University of Wisconsin-Platteville, this is the Proud Rural Teacher Podcast, and I'm your host, Jessica Broglie support for this podcast comes from the Rural Schools Collaborative, a national nonprofit committed to strengthening the bonds between schools and communities. Funding is part of the Collaborative's I Am a Rural Teacher campaign. You can learn more about RSC online at ruralschoolscollaborative.org.
1: This episode of the Proud Rural Teacher Podcast is brought to you by Soundtrap for Education. Soundtrap for Education is a cloud-based sound recording tool that allows for easy capture, editing and collaboration. Soundtrap for education is the preferred audio recording tool of the proud rural teacher podcast. Find out more about Soundtrap for education at soundtrap.com forward slash edu.
0: Today, we're going back to the flooding of Coon Valley in Vernon County, Wisconsin in 2018, the area endured over 12 inches of rain in just a few days, and to complicate matters, multiple dams broke. In already saturated areas the evening of August 27th was unforgettable as residents were awoken in the middle of the night to evacuate emergency management performed over 350 rescues and 46 roads were closed in just Vernon County farms businesses homes community spaces and roads were absolutely devastated now, the students in today's episode were all old enough to remember that night, and no doubt it left an impact. So, when Erica Mannix, a fourth grade teacher at Coon Valley Elementary, posed this driving question How can we prevent flooding in Coon Valley? The students were motivated and engaged because this opportunity hit home. Students conducted research leaned on community experts, and used their own experience to understand the complexity of the event and consider proactive ways to prevent future flooding. Today, joining me on the podcast is Erica Mannix, a fourth grade teacher at Coon Valley Elementary in Coon Valley, Wisconsin, and a few of her students, Maddie, Brooklyn, and Greta. Thanks for being here.
2: Happy, Happy to be here.
0: <laughs> so just first, let's set the context a bit, Mrs. Mannix. Can you explain your teaching position and your community? Where's Coon Valley and how would you describe the community?
1: Yes, I teach fourth grade here at Coon Valley Elementary School. Coon Valley Elementary School is in the Westby School District. Um, so we are a very small town near Lacrosse, Wisconsin. Coon Valley is a very close-knit community. They support their schools, they support their school district, and they support each other. I believe you engage uh, in quite a bit of
0: project-based
1: learning in your classroom. Why project-based learning? Project-based learning is a huge passion of mine, and it's now becoming a passion of my students, which is really neat to see. Project-based learning takes real life experiences that these students have or are going to have and makes learning applicable to real life situations you'll see in our example i have um the three girls here with me and you'll hear us talk about their experiences with the 2018 flooding in in coon valley and how much we learned academically by looking at their experiences and by looking at the flooding situation that happened right here in our hometown. So we can use what what we have here where we live to learn so much academically across the board in, in science, social studies, math and reading. And it's amazing to put those resources together. Very interesting. That interdisciplinary learning with kids and doing
0: it to solve a real problem or bring an understanding to an actual event in your hometown. You've been supporting students in this research surrounding an event in the community that was quite devastating, the flooding of Coon Creek in 2018. So what
1: happened then? Um, And actually, I'm going to turn it over to the girls for this question. I don't actually live in Coon Valley. I just work in Coon Valley. The girls are the ones who live in Chaseburg, Coon Valley area and can tell you firsthand what happened in the flooding. And I think Maddie and Greta can talk a lot
2: about that. Uh, There's a big flooding in it. And I live right by the Creek, so I got hit a lot. not as bad as my neighbor. They got it all the way upstairs. We just got at, like at the like at the first step when you go downstairs all the way up there. and um it was very tragic because we lost all like our family memories and stuff down there. Yeah. so, so your house was flooded. Mm-hmm. You were impacted by the,
1: the flooding. Wow. Yeah. And, Maddie, did this happen in the middle of the
2: day or at night? At uh, night.
1: Yeah, Maddie was woke out of her sleep
2: at night. Because um, one of our windows shattered downstairs, and it sounded like a really big train coming in. Oh, my goodness. Greta, do
1: you want to explain?
3: Sure.
1: Your yeah. experience?
3: Um, It was really bad because I remember because the whole ball field it got ruined and I'm pretty sure the week after that they were trying to fix it but then kind of like another flood hit
1: Greta's so exactly that right
3: all the work that they had down there all got washed away so I had softball that summer we had to play at the really tiny field but it was <laughs> still all wet yeah. And the creek, it got bigger. And even in our backyard, you can still see some dents from that year because, well, we had our trampoline in our backyard and we had to move it to the front yard because we have a creek and it's
1: moving up. Yeah, Greta has a different creek in her backyard, not the Coon Creek, mm-hmm. and Greta did that creek flood also. Yeah. yeah. and we talked a lot about when we were researching um, for this project, for our project-based learning, we researched a lot. Why Why did this happen? Um, part of the reason was what? What did we get a lot of?
3: Um, We got a lot of rain. Rain.
1: A couple of dams broke. Yes. Yeah. And when the dams broke...
2: Water came rushing in. Yeah. They lived in a valley.
1: Yes. Yep. And actually the dams breaking were part of the huge issue with this flooding experience Mm -hmm. that we we experienced in Coon Valley.
4: Well, a lot of my family members who live in Coon Valley got hit. One especially really bad Mm -hmm. because it got all the way up to their second story.
0: Oh my goodness.
4: And did they live close to the creek? Very close, oh. you can see it from their house and they yeah. had to like move away. Cause
2: when you drive down Temple Valley, their house is right, right next to
4: it. Yeah. Next to the creek. And it's really crazy cause their car like went through the back of their garage and they were getting saved and the firemen, they got like stuck in the garage door so they didn't know what to mm-hmm. do. Wait.
1: That must've been very scary. Right. Yeah, and that, that was the other point. There were a lot of heroes that day, but that was an important thing that the kids and I looked at too. Where, you know, the community members were impacted, but there's also so many heroes from the day that it was amazing to see the community come together and those firefighters and first responders and police officers.
2: The the um uh, the thing that took me out of the flood, it was like a big army vehicle, mm-hmm. it's all black. Some people got um. Uh, got rescued by the Bobcat. Yeah. And um, one of my neighbors, not the one that got hit really bad, one that's over there that way.
1: On the other side yeah. of the street.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, they were starting their boat up for us, because they had a boat oh. and it wouldn't run, so they kept on doing it for us. And that's something that I remember.
1: Definitely. You almost had to be rescued by a boat, didn't you? Yeah. Oh, do you want to share that one, Greta? Yeah, yeah. so tell, her, tell Jessica what question you're
3: sharing. Um, it was what happened to the community.
1: Hmm. Trying to go back to that question. Yeah,
3: and sure. I wrote down that it kind of brought us together more because we were helping each other with homes and getting garbage out. Like some people, they were helping get garbage out of homes that was all messed up and putting them into these big recycling bins. You would see like every day if you drove around Coon Valley at that time.
2: Yeah, we definitely. It was still horrible. I have a fact about um back then. So um so so during the during the flood after we got like all cleaned out but it's still a little muddy. There was a bull in the middle of the street. Yes. when you were in TikTok Valley, go down the bridge, there's a bull right in that in the street and it was on news, it was hilarious. Yeah,
1: and they're like remember that. What? Have you seen the bull pictures?
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah. Like where <laughs> where did this bull come from?
1: Yeah. And then there was like fundraisers afterwards with the bull on t shirts well, yeah. and <laughs>
4: we're,
2: we're like, um, we're like- did the bull wash over
1: here? Did it swim? <laughs> it was, and, and luckily it was, I mean, because some animals did get very hurt in the flood. Um, fish. Yeah, and some some cattle, but this bull got, got home and it was all good.
4: <laughs> was a mermaid bull. Oh, a mermaid oh. bull.
0: <laughs> Explain to me, just to give some context to this assignment, what was the assignment, what were they tasked with?
1: So our... Um, Big question, actually, the girls can tell you. What was our driving question? It was
4: how to prevent flooding.
1: In Coon Valley. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. so we know that this flood happened. We've had other floods in Coon Valley. We've had other floods that are horrible in Coon Valley over the last, over years. But how can Coon Valley now take this experience and change things for the better for the future? That was our question, our driving question. And in order to answer that driving question, we had to research the history. We had to research um, flooding. We had to research how to prevent, how do other communities prevent flooding? And then ultimately, what can we do here in Coon Valley? So it's kind of where our driving question came from. Um, We wanted to come up with proactive ways to prevent future flooding.
0: Very interesting. So Maddie, Brooklyn and Greta, let's talk about your research. What did you discover?
3: Um, well, I worked on history of flooding, and I learned that there was a, a lot, like, there was, a, mm, 50, maybe, 50, like, 100, and Greta, probably more uh, floods in Coon Valley. Yeah, it's
1: important to note, Greta just focused on Coon Valley history flooding, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And there was that many in the history?
3: Yeah, there's a lot, because... I found some, but there was a lot more.
1: And some were small, mm-hmm. but not all, they were right?
3: No, a lot of some of them were really big.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: What else do you guys find? Well, I researched the watershed project, and I realized that it may or may not have flooded more back then before we had more ways to help the flooding. Yeah.
1: And what can you give a brief overview of what the Watershed Project was? It, it's actually what made Coon Valley famous, so we like to talk about it.
4: Yeah, the Watershed Project is where people from around the nation came to help Coon Valley solve the problem of the Coon Creek flooding a lot. Yep.
0: So I think you probably learned about the CCC camps, correct?
4: Yep. Oh, yeah.
1: yep, that's right. That's yeah, Brooklyn learned a lot about those. Why? one.
4: So they spend hours like testing different ways to help prevent the flooding. Yep.
0: So that's neat that you were able to learn about how Coon Valley fits into a really big picture across the nation.
1: Yeah and to think that our little little hometown is famous for something so big that the kids didn't even know about so it's fun to bring that to them. Maddie do
2: you have anything to add about your search? Um. Well, I really didn't research about something. I just wrote what happened to me during the flood.
1: Mm-hmm. Maddie told her story.
2: Yeah. Nice.
0: So Maddie
1: used her voice.
0: Did you do some writing, Maddie? Is that correct?
2: Yeah, I did write on a computer.
1: Nice. So each of you did something a little
2: bit different. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and that was—that's the neat thing about project-based learning. I would expose them to each topic and the kids then got to choose which topic they were very passionate about and create a big project based on their passion so then they must have designed their own questions and correct yep mm-hmm. and, and became, became
0: experts. experts nice what what kind of uh, sources did they um consult to okay. answer their questions
1: what do you use for sources would you or your research uh we use like a lot of websites Mm -hmm. Uh, Greta, where did I get some of your sources? Do you remember? Um,
3: Was it the La Crosse City Hall? Um,
1: Um, The Vernon County Historical Museum.
3: Yeah, we we asked them on Gmail if they knew any dates of when floods had hit Income Valley. And I got a lot of floods.
1: Yep, so Greta took ownership and reached out to... To them as well and, and I went there one day after school to get some resources for her. Mm-hmm. Um, and
2: many. <laughs> I used
1: my memory. <laughs>
2: yep.
1: <laughs> First-hand account. Yeah, exactly. Did you interview anyone? Uh,
2: uh, no. Okay. I did.
1: You did? Yeah. Yeah, Brooklyn interviewed some
2: um, my family. Tra- my Hi. grandpa. Grandpa. grandpa and her grandpa is my neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> Um, one other thing,
1: Jessica, too, I wanted to tell you about. Um, when I created this unit, I really thought to what kind of experts could I bring in? To, local experts could I bring in to teach the kids about flooding and weather in general? So we had
2: weatherman come in.
1: Yeah, we had a, a meteorologist um, who did a Skype or Zoom interview with us, mm-hmm. and. That was wonderful, yeah, and, we, and we
3: learned about how they can tell
2: the weather with balloons. Yeah, their yeah. Oh, I, I he, was, about
1: that stuff. he was great, and we also interviewed local community members,
2: including my grandpa. Oh, yeah, my including beautiful. your grandpa,
1: but it was great to have locals local experts come mm-hmm. into the classroom and create that community connection and we're always looking to bring community members into the schools and and get involved and this is a great way to connect with the community
2: they were in the flood ah
0: uh, people who were actually there right
1: mm-hmm. or experts
0: in the field yeah Very good. Very good. So, <laughs> what did you like most about this project
4: uh, I really like the researching and making the slideshows. Mm-hmm. I liked making the slideshows because
3: I really like to make slideshows because you can add in pictures and
2: facts.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> and many? I liked it because I could tell my own story and it wouldn't be the same as like everyone else's.
1: Mm-hmm. And their
2: final projects
1: they got to choose what they do so you heard two of them chose to do a slideshow maddie um typed her story out other kids created models
4: flooding models didn't some people do like um videos
1: yep some people created videos um
4: they did like a ccc camp like model
1: yeah yeah that was neat a diagram of the ccc camp
2: did um, erosion? Yeah,
0: yep. you know. Ah, mm-hmm. so it sounds like there's such a wide range of outcomes, really. And there's a, a lots of different subjects all blended in too. That sounds like a really um, robust way to learn. Sounds good. So uh, here's a big question for you. Now that you three are <laughs> researchers, what are things that you wonder about now, and questions you want to answer now?
2: It's like research next. Yeah. Uh, Nanny has one. I want a research nest about my favorite animal, cows. We have lots of cows here. <laughs> yeah, we <I'm> of <laughs> cows. Anymore. You're in the
1: right state to do that.
2: Definitely. <laughs> yes. Shut <it's laughs>
3: <tasty. laughs> up. Uh, well, if I w- were able to choose what to make a project about, uh, a project about, I would like to choose Norwals because. They're basically like a unicorn but in the sea. And they're basically like a fish.
0: <laughs> pretty cool.
2: A fish unicorn.
3: <laughs>
0: wow, now I wonder about them too.
4: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Brooklyn, um well, now we're researching uh Laura Ingalls. So I'm really into that. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it's kind of neat. Jessica, we just started our new a new project. Um actually what you guys just got done with a big project called Footprints Across Wisconsin. Yeah, And what did you guys do during that project, Brooklyn?
4: Um, well, we researched a lot about Wisconsin and then picked three cities to research a lot about.
1: Yeah. And you became, do you remember what they're called? Travel agent. Travel agent.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: so they're trying to sell their cities in Wisconsin. Oh, nice. And now we just started a unit called A Change in Time. And we just started it this week. Um, our driving question, does anyone know our driving question already? Greta? Um. How
3: electricity and... <laughs> Her to so like energy kind of changed over time.
1: Yeah, we're talking about how, te- uh, yeah, techno- technological changes over time, mm-hmm. and electricity is a big part of it. And, so we're
2: and what it would feel like to be like a pioneer back in those days.
1: Definitely, looking mm-hmm. at the pioneer days. We're
2: reading a book about her. Uh huh. What
1: book are we reading? Uh
2: Little House in the Big Yeah. House the House in the Big
1: And where does that take place?
2: Uh, in a, mm-hmm. a pe. Puppin in the sky. That's okay. So yeah, you can
1: tell that they're very excited about our new unit, which is so neat to see with project-based learning. The kids get so excited um, when I say, you know, we're wrapping up this project and we're going to start a new one, and that's what learning's all about. Not
0: only is this unit a prime example of quality project-based learning, it happens to address all six principles of place-based education. Many thanks go out to Mrs. Mannix and her fourth graders at Coon Valley Elementary in Coon Valley, Wisconsin. Maddie, Brooklyn, and Greta, thank you for sharing your stories, your questions, and your research. I hope you always keep that curiosity for asking questions and seeking out those answers. To learn more about project-based learning, place-based education, Coon Valley Elementary, and the flood of 2018, be sure to consult our show notes. The Proud Rural Teacher Podcast is hosted and produced by me, Jessica Broglie, with the School of Education at the University of Wisconsin-Platteville. The theme music was created by undergraduate and secondary English education major, Simon Yon. Our commercials were recorded by the recently graduated and future science teacher, Max Romelt and the undergraduate STEM education major, Maddie Lund. Be sure to subscribe to the PRT podcast and visit us online at proudruralteacherpodcast.com. If you have an episode suggestion or feedback, please leave us a SpeakPipe message on our website. We want to hear your stories. Thanks for listening.